not so many people it takes to write Party in the USA. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. It's a lot of people. It is. It's like four people. Is Miley one of them? Maybe more. Uh, No. Yeah, well. This was one of those songs that like, it would like bounce around all of these. For sure. No, none of this matters. None of this matters. <laughs> we, we may circle back to it yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, we'll circle back to it. How's it going? Oh, good. Good. Played my first uh, solo acoustic show since early December last night, and it kicked my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Chops fall off fast when you when you take basically two months off, and uh, my hands are dying, my legs are dying. It was fun. It was fun. My voice nearly made it through. Thought it was a good time. What would you say took the hardest out of all of those? Vo- like which one were you hurting the most? Voice. By the end of the night, I was, yeah. I was raw, and I made a tactical blunder. I saved some of my more challenging material for later because I knew some of my regulars were coming a little later in the night, and so I had some mm. new stuff I wanted to show them, and I had some favorites they do. I do Take Me to Church. Famously, and it's a big, it's a big old vocal number. It's very shouty, yeah. and um, and I remembered about halfway through it why I usually don't save it till late in the night because I don't necessarily have enough left in the tank for it at that point, and I barely did. I got through it, but it was, but it was a close thing. But it was fun back at Pig Pounder, one of my favorite places, and uh, yeah, I had a good night. So I think "Take Me to Church" is one of the more recent hit songs that has a compound time signature. Yes, I was thinking about this the other day that there was more of that kind of stuff in the 80s and 90s than recently. But I I saw a couple, like there were some MGMT songs that are in odd meters or compound meters, but I feel like it happened a lot more back in the day. Yeah. You know, you would hear like a challenging song on the radio. The other one I did for the first time last night, the the meter's not, the actual meter doesn't change, but the feel and rhythm do is um, Mm -hmm. Late Night Talking, Harry Styles. Okay. Um, which starts out with a very unusual, the intro is just the chords in a rhythm that doesn't land on a one, two, three, four very nicely. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of disconcerting and, and interesting. And then it lands in the vocal in a way that's fun. And I, 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 I cop that on guitar pretty, pretty literally. And um, yeah, that was fun. That was fun too. Yeah. I'm, I'm gearing up for some of the solo stuff. I actually almost took one on Friday, but <laughs> What I have really been digging into is a guy named Alex Melton. Uh, I know that we've talked about him on the Patreon Slack, but his it, it's a shtick, I would say. He's a multi-instrumentalist, and what he does is he takes an existing song, and then he flips the genre or flips the band that's doing it. Okay. So he got real popular taking pop punk and emo songs and turned them into bro country songs. Fun. But he's, he's also taken other songs and made them pop punk songs like... It's the contrast between the two. And it always works because pop songs are pop songs. It's really just how they're being delivered. He's got some really interesting arrangements of stuff. And it would be kind of funny to just throw out like a Slipknot song into a solo acoustic set just because you can. Yeah. And like 80% of the people wouldn't notice. Yeah. You're just singing in the back. I'll push my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. You know, I heard it I heard just this week. I heard on the... Um, Sirius XM Beatles station, which my child is mm-hmm. super into and changes it to every time she gets in the car. It was um, Roseanne Cash talking about covering mm-hmm. the Beatles tune, I Don't Want to Spoil the Party, which is a bit of a deep cut, skiffle number. She t- told the story about a quite famous producer came into the studio as she was recording it and listened to the track and said, wow, did you write this? And she said, yeah, yeah. And then realized he was serious. She said, oh, no, oh. no, it's Lennon McCartney. Are you kidding me? But what she said was she did it as a bluegrass number. And she said the the problem with covers is if you can interpret them by way of your own sensibility as an artist, it can be awesome. But if you just try to cop what the Beatles did, 
you'll always fail because there yeah. is a canonical version of it and you're never going to do quite like what the Beatles did. So she was a very much a fan. You know, we've talked a lot about like, do you try to make it just like the recording or you do, you, do you make it your own? It was a really compelling argument for making it your own. And sure. um, I went and found her version of it later. Pretty good. Pretty good. I've always been a fan of take a pop song and make it faster and shoutier. Like I, I just like punk covers of sure. pop songs. Yeah. That's always kind of been my go-to. Yeah. Me first and the Gimme Gimme's were really out front. They were the ones who really kind of took that and ran with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's the pork tornadoes formula too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Alex Mountain has this version of Don't Stop Believing if Blink-182 wrote it. (laughs) Nice. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I bet. I don't know if you could get away with it, but I've definitely thought about some of his arrangements for, uh, for Warped because he does a pop punk version of Love Story by Taylor Swift. Wow. That's really, it's really good. Cool. I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Yeah. As far as my world, we're kind of warming up the lines of communication. Our next show is supposed to be <laughs> in about two weeks and um, might circle around to that. Or do you want to just get into Let's it? Let's get now? into it. Let's go. Let's go. Why don't we do reviews first and then we'll get sure. into it? Sure. Like it. All right. Five star review. Apple Podcasts. This one's from Josh. It says, Dan and Adam bring their experience in the cover band world to the masses. That's what you guys are. Mm. Two very genuine and relatable guys who know what they're talking about and aren't afraid to share the things that will make you a success. They've also been an awesome community that can be accessed by becoming a Patreon member. So big thanks to Josh for the kind words. If you would like to be shouted out on the show, leave a review. We could use a few more. You know, we're currently sitting at the top of the most reviewed working musician podcast on the internet. Yep. And uh, I'd like to keep it that way. So. Yep. Yep. You guys have responded to our asks about that very thoroughly. So keep, keep it up. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, so let's get into business stuff. This is apparently I've got two rants in the chamber. (laughs) All right, here we go. So a couple of things have happened over the last few weeks. You know, I had talked about the booking wave, you know, where we got a lot of inquiries all at once. And the real work of it is sussing out these leads and whether or not they're going to go anywhere. The next one that we have coming up is, is supposed to be uh, on February, I think 22nd. It's a, it was a fundraiser that I've been literally advancing since August of last year. And it's been a lot of back and forth and they were asking a lot of stuff. They actually brought a second negotiation in where somebody halfway through like started sending emails trying to talk us down, which was really strange and not a cool thing in my opinion. And then they just like stopped responding. I got an email with them, I think on the 5th of January, like right as the year had started. And they're like, hey, we're ready to move forward on this. And I was like, cool. Do you still have the contract? If not, here's a copy of it. And then a week later, I was like, hey, just following up. Do you need anything? If you have any questions, let me know. Crickets. Crickets. Now we're about two weeks out and um, haven't gotten a deposit, haven't gotten a signed contract back. So I'm about to do the, hey, listen, so we are about down to the wire. You're technically in breach of the contract you you haven't signed yet. <laughs> well, but your, your deposit requirement is 30 days, right? Yeah. So, you know, so, you you can graciously give them a pass on that, but it's do or die time, right? Yep. Yeah, they kind of need to put up or uh, shut up. Yeah. And then we had another one come in, which was a, looked like a really cool situation. It was at a cool venue that we had never done this at before. Decent crowd, all of that stuff. And we were getting what I call Exhibit A in the contract, which is kind of just the general information, you know, location, load in time, sound check, yada, yada, yada. And if you don't know what that looks like, you can go to coverbandconfidential.com and buy right. that contract for yourself. But... um. We went in and and I typically explain what the timeline should be. 
And it's pretty clear. So I have we have load in time and then I put in parentheses the earliest time the band can show up with their gear. It's time for all quiet in parentheses. What time does the band need to be done with sound check before the event starts? Then it's time live music begins and time when live music ends. And above that is number of sets and duration. So I get their message back and their timeline is as follows. First off, it's in the middle of the week. It's on like a Wednesday. Load in is at 6 p.m. And all quiet is 6.45 p.m. Okay, I'm not like a math whiz, but that sounds like 45 minutes to me. It is. Hmm. And um, Can your band set up in 45 minutes? So this is one of those things where it kind of hurts my ego a little bit. Because when you're in the original music world, everybody prides themselves on how quickly you can flip a stage. You know, when you've got six bands in the bill. You've got to be able to get things on, get things off. Yeah, like, but that, that implies quick there's a shared it. back line. There's, there's PA that's already there provided by the venue. You're not setting all that stuff up. Can you set up yeah. a bare room from scratch in 45 minutes? I, I Absolutely I, not. I, there's no chance I can. We have this gig that we've done a couple of times where you have to turn the room over in an hour mm-hmm. and we don't provide the PA. Right. And even still, it's oh, pretty dicey. Yeah, I'm sure it's a scramble. Everything has to work on the first try yeah. for everything to start on time. Right. And um, it rarely does because that's just, that's life. So I went back to them and I was like, hey, listen, I don't know how else to put this, but this is not, this isn't going to work. And uh, I explained, I thought I explained kind of the reasons why we needed more time. And I got one back that was like, I guess I'm not fully understanding what it involves for a band to, to set up for this. That's accurate. And so my last response was, just so you know, this is what this looks like. In order for us to be ready to go by the time, whatever time it is, we have to load in all of our gear, set up a full sound system, set up all of our equipment, run all of our mics, do a sound check, set up the AV for lyrics and stuff, because again, it's karaoke. Yep. And that also involves a monitor mix for the center fill because everybody else is on in-ears. And I said, best case scenario, that takes 90 minutes. Yeah, that's what I would have said. And I'm terrible at telling stories. But the the (laughs) other thing that happened before I explained this was that they were like, well, what if we just let them in while you guys are wrapping up and see if that's okay? And so after I explained the amount of tasks and the timeline, I was like, if we did it your way, we would be getting to the part where we have to run everything through the PA like it's the full show. The first 45 minutes that your guests are arriving to the event. Yeah. It's supposed to be cocktail hour or something and you're going to be going to hear us. Full, yeah. yeah. Or you're, you're literally getting like, can I have a kick please? Right. <laughs> and it's just kick. Right. Right. You know, right. Right. 27 kicks. Yeah. And I, and I was just very plain. I was like, I don't think that's a good experience for your guests. And uh, I have not heard back, but this is just kind of one of those things where we're kind of bumping up against a scenario where, we have certain things that need to happen in order for the band to do a good job. And those things are either not being provided, not being prioritized or what have you. So you do have to, at some point, you know, we are, we're in the service industry. We're trying to make things happen. We want to say yes, as much as we can, but at some point you do have to kind of change your verbiage and change your tone and be like, so some of these things are, are non-negotiables. And, and this is one of them. Yeah. So there is the fact that you are, you're looking to take care of the quality of their event. You know, they just don't understand what this takes. Right. But like, if there is no middle ground, if there is no wiggle room, like we will, we'll fire the client. Sure. 
Because we've had a couple of scenarios where someone like they wanted live band karaoke and then they came back. We want regular karaoke. I was like, cool. Not that's a, not, not for us. That's not us. Not a thing we do. You know, you might be able to find somebody, but uh, yeah, it's just not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I can, I, I can understand why they would, if it means I've got to book the room for an extra hour at the beginning of the night for something that doesn't feel like it's part of the party. Right. I get some resistance to that. There's going to be some cost for that. Maybe, maybe that room's just flat, not available at five sure. or whatever it would need to be. And then, right. well, what do you do? You're going to work something out, I suppose, or not. I mean, you know, I, I can, I can see it from their side. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that you have to kind of remember as the person doing the communication is that it's not their job to know this stuff sure, going into right, it. Right. And it's our job to explain it to them. So when they said, okay, I think this is a compromise, you know, what if you guys stage so that you can go in right at six and then we let people in at six 45 while you guys are wrapping up. And then you have to go like, okay, well, here's why that's not a compromise that works. Right. And we've got to figure out some other solution. Yeah. So it sucks. It's the part of the job I enjoy the least, Yeah. but we've got to lock some stuff down. Cause we, I mean, you, you're talking travel time and, you know, maybe asking off work and that kind of thing. So we're, we're down to brass tacks and on some of these events and we gotta, we gotta get them locked in. And, so. and what's the date of this one? That one is in, I think the first or second weekend of March. Okay. We've got, I mean, we're, we're over 30 days out. It's not, you know, I mean, we just confirmed a show in July, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that one you can, you can literally go like, I, I will, this is tomorrow's problem. I will <laughs> Sure. Yeah. These other ones, it's starting to get kind of, kind of dicey. So yeah. let's, uh, let's tie up all these loose ends. You ever have that thought like, well, that's a problem for future me. So screw that oh, guy. Yeah. Screw that guy. That guy's I, yeah. never done anything for me ever. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. But I will tell you how many times past me has screwed future, oh, like present me. Past me is such so a jerk. Much. What a jerk yeah. past me is. Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He has the worst. Good stuff. So if you've ever been in that situation, coverbandconfidential.gmail.com, how do you handle it? Yeah. Did I do it the right way? I I don't know if I could, you could even like deduce that because of the poor storytelling. In the <laughs> no, I, I think it, the but, story got told. I think we get yeah, it. Yeah. Basically, you know, communicate as best you can and try to figure stuff out and also be willing to play bad cop sure. when it's time to like put ink to paper. Yep. That's the plan at yep. least. Yep. Yep. So... That's kind of the, the main thing that's going on as far as like just life. Things are chaotic as usual, dealing with some some family stuff that yeah. not quite ready to get into. But uh, some folks on the uh, on the inside know what's going on. Just kind of going through the motions and 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 doing that kind of thing. I have been uh, we getting some contacts lined up from Nam, and hopefully we'll have some cool stuff to talk about with you guys in the not so near future. Awesome. But I'm ready to rant. All right, let's hear it. I've got something that I need to, you know, just get out. Let's go. And get off get off the old chest. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw the Teddy Swims BBC uh, Radio 1 segment that he did. And if you are familiar with that series, is that an artist comes in, they kind of do like a stripped down set of their tunes and you also have to do a cover. You have to do somebody else's song. And a lot of those have become kind of legendary performances. And Teddy Swims, who is a, a local guy, if you don't know who Teddy Swims is, if that, if that name is foreign to you, stop everything that you are doing and go Google him immediately. He's basically a, he's like a white soul singer. Dude's got a, an amazing voice. 
and um, is just insanely talented. And he did a version of Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. And I was like enamored with it immediately. I was like, this is this is amazing, mostly because it's in a key that I can sing it in. And I was like, well, now I have to figure out how to do it. So the first thing I did was to try to see, okay, he's doing the same progression, but it's down a couple of steps. So I'll just search for the chords and, and transpose it myself. So I go to everybody's favorite source for, yep. for tabs and chord charts, yep. which is ultimateguitar.com, and I type in Cruel Summer. And of course, the Banana Ranima track, sure. top of the list. Sure, sure. So you got to go, you got to find the, the Taylor Swift version. And I click on it and it says, sorry, this song isn't available. Yeah. Because at the artist's request right. or their publisher or what have you. Yeah. And so there is no chord chart, official or otherwise, yep. for Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. And not just Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, but pretty much every single one of her songs, period, yeah. if, I, if I'm if i correct. Yeah, lots of them that I've looked at. So you know what I did? Well, I sat down and I listened to the Teddy Swims version and I, and I figured it out. Sure. That's what you do. Not the end of the world. No. It's a skill that musicians need to have ear training is uh, is a big part of what we do 100%. and so i sat down with the recording on youtube and just kind of scrubbed it back and forth and figured out what the chords were and as songs go it ain't rocket science it's not but it's it was like an extra 15 or 20 minutes out of my day That's right. that i wasn't planning on spending That's right. because for some musicians and and this is this might be foreign to folks that are kind of early into the game but at some point if you know the progression for each section, you know the song. Right. And I can look at a chord chart and three minutes later be able to like play it back to you. Just because the muscle memory and the repetition. Yeah. Just kind of knowing the and structure. And just the musical horse sense, just the understanding how these things are done. Right. Yeah. You know, typically if th- if I'm playing this chord, the next chord that anybody's going to pick is going to be this chord. Right. That kind of stuff. Right. Or or, uh, or I feel it. I, I, I feel the transition. I hear, I hear where it landed and I, it, it sounds like a, it's a minor six. I know we're going there. Like I, I, right. That kind of thing. Yeah. So at this point, it was just a minor annoyance, but I feel like as things start to kind of ramp up for the year and you start pulling new songs in, you start looking for stuff, you're going to hit this wall Yeah. every now and then. Yeah. And for some reason, before we started recording, we were looking for examples. And the only through line that I can come up with is that they're all female pop singers. Well, the, at least so, with what I've run into. Yeah, there, there, we, we came across some results in Google implying that the estate of George Harrison had pulled some tracks, although we were not able to find those. CSNY, too. Some were not not apparently findable for some people, and they complained about it online, although we were not able to find evidence of that. So I, I'm not sure right. it's exclusively that, but that our three definite examples for sure are that. So off the top of my head, just because I've had to <laughs> look them up, or learn them recently. Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift was one of them. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, and also Levitating by Dua Lipa. None of them are available <coughs> on that site. And, and how you know is when you Google Party in the USA chords, you get ecords.com as the first hit, mychordbook.com, the ultimate guitar one that we're all looking for. We just we yeah. know that we are. It's normally top of the normally heap. Normally top of the heap, and it's not. not and, and in fact, if you say, if you do levitating chords, you get an ultimate guitar hit. It's levitating by Peter McPoland, which is a oh. huge, you should know that one, I'm sure. Yeah. My gripe is, well, for, yeah, why? 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 Who does this benefit? Yeah. Does it benefit the artist? Because I don't think it does. You know, if anything, you should make your songs as easy to learn as possible. I mean, hell, 
two weeks ago we were talking about the hives they have their the, the, yeah <laughs> the tab is on their website right. they want you to right. learn these songs right right it's very important for them that you play their music so for these songs or artists for whatever reason they don't allow it yeah. and i know that it's not necessarily the artist's choice it could be their publisher and here's a, a fun uh little tidbit party in the usa is not available on ultimateguitar.com but tons of other miley cyrus songs sure are. flowers is used to be young yeah tons so looking at the business thing there's like there's four writers five or six different publishing companies some are ascap some are bmi yeah. so i guarantee you that a lot of the times it is just like lawyers going, what's my client's slice of the pie? Right. And they can't come up with the, an agreement. So they say, fine, we're just not, we're not doing it. Could be. Now, when it's, when it's a whole artist, when it's Taylor Swift, a whole artist and somebody of the caliber and prominence of Taylor Swift, let alone like all the nonsense that's happening about her this week. But yeah. leaving, leaving that aside, I mean, the only thing I can think of is it's going to goose sales of that book at the music store that is the Taylor Swift compendium that's like – you can buy it. It's got all of her sheet music in it. That's the only value I can see that that provides. Having, making it 15 minutes harder to cover her stuff. I don't see how that helps the artist, the artist in the slightest bit. Yeah. And I mean, you, yeah, you can buy a part of the USA sheet music. It's, it's sure. five ninety nine. Yep. Okay. I don't know why you would. It's but, same four yeah. chords for the whole song, but. And, and again, it's just the inconvenience is, is the thing that bugs me. Obviously I'm, I feel inconvenienced. I'm annoyed right. at the fact that this could have been really easy and now it isn't. Right. And so. Anytime I run into this, I immediately am like mad at that artist. Yeah, exactly. I still have to learn the song. Yeah. But instead of you doing the work for me, now I have to do that work. I don't want to have to do that work. That's that's not my that's not what I'm well, here for. Let's take Party in the USA. We do that one. And it starts out with this little guitar phrase that's, you know, if if it's 15 minutes to get the chords together, which it's not for that one, not at all. It's a yeah. four chord tune, four chord tune. That little guitar licks another five minutes. But mm -hmm. I didn't put the work in to figure it out. I found the tab and I play it the way the tab says, which is just like how it's recorded. And I didn't have to do any work about that. So it can be a little more complicated for some songs, that one not, and then that maybe a little bit more. But there are some that are, um, you know, you'd have to do some work. Listen, so there's some CSNY stuff, if it really is true that that's a artist who blocks things or a group yeah. of artists or yeah. one of those artists or songwriters or whatever. Uh uh, Listen, those guys didn't always get along. No, so it, it doesn't surprise no, me that there would be some sort of yeah, tension around publishing uh, and and sheet music chords. That's one of those. Yeah, one of those groups. I I kind of get it, but you know, try and do Sweet Judy Blue Eyes without some tab. You're gonna have you're gonna have some work to do. Yeah, and um, you know, time is of the essence, especially for working dudes who are doing this on the side yeah. and they got jobs and kids and right. other stuff going on. So I just think if anything. That choice is being made at the expense of people who are basically promoting your stuff for free. Yeah. And it's not like they're not being compensated because if you're playing covers at a venue, they're paying a blanket license to the performing rights organization that's then sending the money back to them. So like it's just unnecessary roadblocks yeah. for something that should be really easy to do. Yeah. And let me say this. When I've run into this particular situation youtube is my safe <laughs> yeah, because yeah. somebody has always gone to the trouble and there've been a couple of times where i was like no one has gone to the trouble maybe i should go to the trouble for sure and and you know optimize for search like long tail content is what you call that so you put something out 
that isn't necessarily in demand right this second, but you know that because people will search for it, it'll be one of those things that constantly gets played and played and played and played. And so <laughs> I did jump out and I was like, nobody has done the chords for Cruel Summer by Teddy Swims. All right. So I, I, I put a video together and I put it out there. Nice. It hasn't really... It's a waiting game. Nice. You know, I submitted a, a chord chart. I've done a few to Ultimate Guitar. The one that has had the most traction is um, just a gigolo, Louis Prima. And or David Lee Roth. Yeah, David David pretty much follows Louis' playbook on that. Yeah. Um, there was another band that covered it that had, that some people had put up those ver- the, a version of their chart, and I didn't like it very much. It didn't 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 sound like Dave or Louis. So yeah. I put one up, and it's now five stars and has a lot of has a lot of responses. But you know, if I did a YouTube tutorial. And the thing is, if you search for song name chords and you don't get Ultimate Guitar as the first one, try song name tutorial and somebody's somebody's likely got content up there that will show you how to play that thing. Yeah. Because the other option is that you go to, you know, karaokeversion.com. Right. You buy the stems and then you download the guitar stems piece by piece yeah. and then you learn them by ear, right. which is a way, yeah. but again, it is a more time-consuming way. Right. But when we added Style, another Taylor Swift song, I had no no reference to it. I, I did pick out the chords by ear just to chart out, but that song's got some pretty distinct guitar parts. Yeah. And it's nothing, it's not brain surgery. It's it's that do 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 ba do do ba do 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 So I went on YouTube and sure enough, somebody had already put it together. So I just watched their thing and that was what I did. Yeah. It was, and, and that's what you do. But I just think that publishers and artists should be more than willing, eager even to provide these resources yeah. for performing musicians. Yeah. I mean, it speaks to embracing the covers as a marketing vehicle for the original, which it completely is. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Completely is. Just off the top of my head. Ed Sheeran, I mean, he's kind of the the guy that's the poster child for solo musicians who are are playing in pubs. Like that's the format of his entire deal, right? And he has made it as easy as possible to get access to any of his stuff. I've never had an issue finding chords to an Ed Sheeran song ever, because he knows that everybody's going to be playing it in every club, every restaurant, every pub, where what have you, because they're they're easy, memorable songs, and everybody loves them. Yeah. So why not make it as easy as possible to get people to hear your music, yeah. whether you're performing it or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, really, it, you're just you're just subbing it out. It's less work for you. Well, listen, you know? look back just a couple of weeks in the podcast, the hives, right? Franchise. Just like set up a whole thing, like here's our song, Franchise. please cover it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's actually kind of brilliant as marketing goes. So to Absolutely. to shoot yourself in the foot about that just doesn't make sense to me. So Dua Lipa, if you're listening, come on, call me. Come on. Well, and we'll just sort. The, we'll get this all sorted. We'll out. sort it out. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Taylor, if you're listening, phone number is in the show notes. That's right. Just that's right. You can get don't in touch. Be afraid to hit me up. You can get in touch, Miley. I'm shockingly available. Miley, you can convince all those songwriters who were part of that song to do the right thing. So I agree. So just do the right thing. Do you want Crosby, Stills, Nash, or Young to call? Well, concerning David Crosby's. Dead. Yeah, right, right. And David Steve, Stephen Stills isn't great, isn't in great. No, I, I want David Crosby to call. I want the ghost of David Crosby <sighs> to call me fair and tell me he's sorry. I feel I, I, I feel know. like I'd have a really interesting conversation if Neil Young called me, but I'm with you. You know what you could say? Old man, old man, take a look at my, my, look at my like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, although he'd, 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 and he'd return to us, Southern man. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, it, then we're just bagging the skit. Uh, it's a whole mess. Yeah. I think this is ADHD hyperfixation mm. like, to its core. I hear that song and become obsessed with it. It's like, I got to know how to play it. Right. And so I go through all this stuff. And so this this initially started as a um, a mini rant on the uh, on the Slack channel, but uh, everybody else is kind of like, yeah, I have that problem too. So I figure we we should exactly. just talk about it. Exactly. We're just here to commiserate, y'all. That's right. Listen, uh, not to change the subject, but um, in terms of Please. songs from the not that recent past that you get obsessed with and suddenly have to learn. Yep. The new one I added to my show this week was "Down to Earth" by Peter Gabriel, which is the song over the credits in the movie Wally. Okay. Fantastic song. Oh my God. I have to look that up. Yeah. Fantastic song. So I do Salisbury Hill and what's the one with the jukebox over your head? In your eyes. In your eyes. Thank you. And now also down to earth are my three Peter Gabriel numbers. Sweet. Yeah. Well, that's all I I got. Hopefully this doesn't happen to you, but I will say this. If you are scrolling the tab sites and you you hit a roadblock email us coverbandconfidential.gmail.com i want to like come up with a list yeah because it, maybe if we can get like i don't know 10 or 20 it might be worth putting a video together and like speaking to Ooh, like, we'll do a bracket like the- we'll do best songs you can't get off ultimate guitar <laughs> oh i love that we should absolutely do that i know how much you guys love brackets you guys love brackets you told us love yeah we're, we'll do that for sure. So that's all I got. Um, I do have a lot of, I feel like I've got a lot of work cut out for me. I, I haven't really, we're looking at this gig. If it happens in, in two weeks, well, in, on the 15th, I'm going to Wyoming with my family, Right. by the way. Yeah, yeah. So we've got basically two weekends between now and that gig. And and this is the, the new lineup with a new guitar player and a keys player. So there's definitely some stuff to suss out. And, I think I might have to uh, do the dreaded weekend rehearsal, mm. you know, take up a Saturday. Yeah. It's starting to look like it's going to be next Saturday if it happens. So gotcha. fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. That's where I'm at. So it's uh, getting back in fighting shape. I will tell you, I mean, having just gigged not in fighting shape, you want to get there. Yeah. Do you want to hear some terrible news? I do. I do. I do. So I, I just finished, finished up dry January minus Nam. Yeah. But now it's February fourth, so the four days I was there minus the four days that I've I haven't it bounces out. Any it's all it's all even. Right, down five pounds. I'm so sorry. I've changed literally nothing else yeah. in my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still on the recess. It was funny. I, we were out having lunch the other day, and um, there's this one place we go to. We sit at the bar all the time, and we know the bartender. He's he's one of those kind of character guys, and he's like, "Man, you have anything?" It's like. Nah, let's try January. He's like, well, it's February. <laughs> First of all. Like, like, okay, fair. But uh, I think I'm still going to just yeah, drink this water. He's like, it's all right. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I got called out for trying to make dry January, uh, February, because it's, it can't be. Can't be. It's got to be a different month. It's literally month. a different month. But it can still be dry February. It's not. Yeah, it can be. You yeah. just can't call it something it isn't, you know? True. There you go. All right, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. Lots of cool stuff on the horizon. I know it's been cool seeing guys in the Patreon Slack kind of talking about their shows. None of them, all of them going so great. Definitely been some uh, some heated conversations around uh, yeah. vet- vendors and, and bookers and agents and venues, venues and, and yeah. sound guys or lack thereof. Right, and, right. 
if you want to be a part of the hellscape that is, you know, <laughs> working musicianship, you should join the Patreon. Uh, it's really it's it's a very unfiltered, honest conversation. It's it's pretty yeah. great that way. No punches pulled. Yeah. All realness. But there's also there's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. You know, behind every OSHA violation, there's at least three or four wins, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And actually, I guess they don't have in that particular case, this was uh, one of our Australian listeners. I don't know what the Australian equivalent of OSHA is, but there's got to be one. Surely. It's just, it's it's the same ones, but they just pronounce it OSHA. OSHA. Yeah. Same thing. Just, yeah. Sure. I think that's it. Yeah. Occupational safety. <laughs> Aren't you guys glad that you waited to the end of the episode? <laughs> we're glad you're still with us. That's the, we're done. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. If you want to support the show, listen to Mike call it for this week. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential podcast for the week of February 9th, 2024. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community. Do it. I'm serious. Do it now. Do all these things, or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town, book a show the same night as your band at a different bar. I'm serious. We'll do it. 